0: if you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
1: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union at 5.2. 5% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Oh really? Yes. Oh yeah. You had to act (laughs) by the sink a lot. lot.
3: Yeah.
1: I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right,
3: doing business constantly. Uh Uh-huh. Mom stuff.
1: Uh huh. Disciplining you
3: in some way.
1: This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic Five. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts.
3: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, It's too dangerous right now. The world's on fire. And this is so dangerous what we're doing. And most importantly, it's embarrassing uh, because it empowers and emboldens our adversaries like Chairman Xi, who says, you know, democracy doesn't work.
4: It's Michael McCall, Republican, Texas, on one of the shows yesterday. It does, about the, too,
3: work. It just doesn't work
4: well. <laughs> or right now. Um, uh, and he was talking about the Speaker of the House race, and the world is on fire, and it'd be nice to have a functioning House of Representatives, which I assume we'll have at some point. A couple other quick political notes for you. They have a 60 Minutes Australia. Did you know that? There's I another did. version of 60 Minutes, and they're 60 Minutes last night different than ours. Ours was really good. That was a good episode last night. Although that, ser- that third segment about Pink, the singer, and mm-hmm. how she can spin around by her feet and sing at the same time, all eh, right. right. Maybe I, I-,
3: I was just in the right mood for that. I-, I find her act amazing. Okay, well, that's fine. If that's what you're looking for, I don't ever think
4: I like music. I just wish they could do it hanging <laughs> upside down. <laughs> I know. It's odd. It is admittedly very, very odd. I mean, the fact that she can sing the way she does while spinning around hung by her feet is surprising, but it's just not... It'd be like if I, yeah. I go to a restaurant and the chef can make a really great lasagna while on a unicycle. Okay, that's more impressive, but I'm not sure that's
3: matters to the lasagna. So presumably the math being done there is that Her songs are are really good, you know, if you like that sort of song. And her her singing is is quite good, but she wouldn't be nearly as popular if she she weren't whirling around. Right, if she wasn't doing Cirque du Soleil at the same time. Right, yeah. Um, uh, You know, as a musician, I think, well, kind of what you were describing, but then I think, you know, she's filling stadiums, the girl. Oh, yeah. There must Um, be a bunch of people that want that. It's just like, I
4: think, would I be more impressed with John Mayer if he did all his guitar playing while
3: suspended by his feet? (laughs) (laughs) Spinning around rapidly. Right. It's a spectacle, certainly, but the music is enough for you, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
4: exactly. Um, But anyway, so that was on our 60 Minutes last night, including a couple other great stories about the troubles of the world. Um, On 60 Minutes Australia, they had this guy on, this Aussie billionaire that I don't really know who was friends with Trump for a while. Anyway, they included some audio. I suppose we could have grabbed this audio. It's um, uh, audio of Trump telling him that he had asked Melania to parade around around Mar-a-Lago in a bikini so all the other guys would get a look. And Trump told this guy that. I don't know if that's supposed to be a scandal or whatever. It is interesting, though, that,
3: you know, (laughs) if you got a hot
4: wife, hey, could you... You know my friends are here could you throw on the bikini and walk around I mean you know it's a good look for me and you know you're hot and I know you're hot and mm. you like being hot and you like you like people knowing you're hot I mean you like you like that I like
3: that we all like that so I like you look. liking me knowing you like being hot so I mean that, come on. that's all true right go be hot I, I guess that's an odd revelation and an odd thing to feature on a news show uh, I don't know how important that is. Probably That not makes pink spinning around by your feet singing seem important. <laughs> <laughs> as we all know, uh, uh, transitioning here, as we all know. No, oh, uh, no, don't transition yet. I was okay. going to say, like, you didn't understand Trump and Melania have a somewhat different relationship than, like, me and my wife, college sweethearts who are still together. Yeah, I kind of figured that.
4: That's fine or lots of rich guys and hotter younger wives that's kind of the thing right you're rich right. I'm hot we got we each give each other something here right bingo Wind weather. so since you're uh I'm I'm displaying my wealth with the golf club how about you display your hotness by walking around in a bikini right fair enough I don't know how many years ago this was uh, but as we all know, back to the transition, I follow Argentina presidential elections closely and always have. <laughs> Actually, I have not. But this this one that's going on now, uh, they had a, a first voting yesterday, and now they're going to have a runoff between these two dudes. So there was a surprising lead vote getter, this guy who's the uh, uh, economy minister. and I don't know anything about him. It's the other guy that's really interesting that's going to be libertarian in quotes because Reason Magazine has an article out saying about this libertarian. I mean, he might be a libertarian like a lot of other current dictators around the world that kind of ran as libertarians. And then once they got in power, they're just dictators. But have you been following this guy's act? And I don't know how to pronounce his name. Malay Malay, M.I.L.E.I.
3: Mm, don't know.
4: The guy with the five cloned dogs all
3: named after favorite famous economists you this guy i missed that as well you know i'd seen a couple of headlines and thought maybe i ought to dive into that i'm sorry i didn't
4: yeah he's an interesting dude and and what they write in reason magazine is his movement in argentina just a cult of personality in the name of libertarianism but so he's he's really popular for um, government's too big. Government spends too much money. Bunch of wasted programs. A lot of the stuff that, like, I agree with wholeheartedly. But he's also a nut. He's got he's got no kids, and he's got five dogs that he paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to have cloned off of one dog named Conan, named after Conan the Barbarian. And mm. these cloned dogs are all named after famous libertarian economists. Like, there's a one of his dogs is named Milton Friedman, and
3: then various other names that I didn't even know. <laughs> Wow, and, if you had cloned dog named for libertarian economist on your bingo card, congratulations. Yeah. And
4: he um he he calls them his kids and say it says they're actually like his children and I I'm disgusted by that whole philosophy with pets. But uh and how he talks to his kids and they give him advice. I mean he's really a nutty character. Wow. And uh but he he um he finished second and so there's gonna be a runoff between these two people, but he is the definitely the populist choice he's the man of the people choice and he might end up being the president of
3: argentina and where he goes from there i don't know but he's he's nutty yeah argentina is one of those countries i know just enough about to be dangerous uh really interesting politics and history and uh but yeah wow i gotta start following that when four clone dogs just won't do yeah for Malai. The, uh, the, the article I read about
4: it ha- actually had a link with a deep dive into this whole cloning pets thing that I guess they've gotten a lot better at since Dolly the sheep. If, you remember, if you're if you old enough to remember the first cloned animal that ended up dying fairly quickly, and a lot of cloning animals goes really sideways and really tragic and awful. But
3: there a lot- What I remember was they tried like 275 times and had terrible creatures that never should have lived or didn't live. Before they got her, hey, it's a sheep! Finally, right? They still have a lots of hits and misses, and you spend a
4: ton of money. They talked about Barbara Streisand cloned her cat or dog or something like that at a very, very expensive cost. It makes you a,
3: like a super weirdo in my mind. But oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because even if you think that's a good idea. L- if you think you're going to get a, a replica of Little Fluffy in terms of temperament and behavior and stuff, you're not. No. And, no, and gonna, everybody should
4: know that. It's going to physically look very much like your old dog or cat. But then, it's, well, let's go with cloning people. So you clone a, a human being. Um, Lincoln. Let's go with Lincoln. It's a classic but again temperament intelligence all that sort of stuff might not be the same and then lifestyle plays a role too you know you you clone a lincoln who doesn't uh split logs his whole life you might have a big fat lincoln who's not really interested in much but uh, watching tv and eating
3: uh uh fudge rounds right right well and yeah lincoln was essentially a slave for his youth, it shaped his character, his beliefs, his strength, the sure, rest of it.
4: Sure, sure, Exactly. With human beings, it's I, even crazier than with pets you know. because your whole personality in it, and that is so much with your upbringing and uh, things you're exposed to and the times you lived in and everything like that. You're not nutrition, gonna end up with, sure. With your uh, nutrition, yeah, and exercise, you're not going to end up with the same wise log splitting Lincoln in the year 2023.
3: <laughs> If you raised him today, right? Well, so. if he was wise, he'd buy a log splitter. I mean, unless he just enjoys keeping in shape that way. But you know, introducing the human into it complicated things. So let's get back to dogs. Okay. Even with dogs, you know, Barbara, how old is Barbara Streisand at this point? Is she like 140? Um, I was just thinking. I'm gonna guess. You know, I love guessing <clears throat> celebrities' ages. Barbara Streisand is
4: 77. Somebody look it up. Mm. How close was I, Katie? 81, 82.
3: Mm. Oh, yeah. Always keep uh, going over, Joe. <laughs> no, I hate that rule. Yeah, you I've always over. hated that rule. It's so a I stupid rule. Went. I was Why? closer. Why does I that make sense? That's a stupid rule. <laughs> oh, uh, But, you know, like if I was, uh, Judy and I were just talking about our beloved uh, late, great Onyx, our Black Lab. Um, and we brought him up when our kids were little, and I was in my whatever I was in, 30s, early 40s. And. And if we cloned him, and 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 doughy, lazy, bad backed Joe were in charge, like currently, he would end up a different dog. He's kind of dumb as a post, utterly lovable, but uh, mm, not the uh, sharpest, not the furriest dog. And the- I can't come up with one. <laughs>
4: uh, well, right now, it, you can only be a rich nut. Who gets your pet cloned? But if they get the prices down. I think lots of people are going to do it. Just people get so attached to their pets, and I understand. I've been attached to pets too, but doesn't mean I'm going to clone them and feel like I've got them back or something. That's just
3: weird. Yeah, I just I, it's funny. I don't have that urge. Um, I love Onic or uh, Baxter, our current dog. Well,
4: but um, even if the personality I, I clone was, this- I'd get another dog. Even Well, yeah, that's one of the, so then I got into the ethicists have problems with cloning and it's all about how many eggs have to be destroyed and the number of times it goes wrong. And also the fact that there are gazillions of dogs and cats that get put down every single day around the world because there aren't any owners that also would uh, like a nice home to live in. But even if I clone the dog and it's the same kind of temperament or whatever, you're not the same dog that. I went to the beach with when i was 35
3: i mean you're not yeah i think that's weird so weird anti-dog cloning that's, that's good. good we've that's the, reached let's take a conclusion. strong so that's the show's official we need
4: to have a platform the show's official stance on dog cloning is we're against it coming
3: up do grandparents have visitation rights <laughs> Sorry, that is an old behind-the-scenes joke about classic talk radio topics. We'll take your calls. If we were ever
4: struggling for a topic for the next hour, our old board-op Rob from 25 years ago would say, (laughs) grandparents' visitation rights.
3: (laughs) All right, here's a question for you. Has there ever been a country that was too fat to defend itself? The answer is maybe, and here's a hint. This country is divided into 50 semi-autonomous areas or states. (laughs) Stay with us, won't you?
1: (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.
4: You know, speaking of um, Bill Maher's rant Friday night on his show about the worthlessness of elite education and all the stupid classes there are, we've got an example of some of the craziest classes that exist out there. And these are like serious classes. It's not just the, um, you know, you always hear about the, uh, the, you know, Madonna's role in feminism or something like that. You know, they try to try it, t- tie into some pop culture thing. These are actual right,
3: yeah. classes craziness stay tuned i will indeed perhaps you're studying animal sciences imagine if elephants were all of a sudden 30 feet tall or cows stopped eating around the world or sharks swam backward it would bring your field to a halt everybody would be fascinated by it according to rollcall.com which is a big publication that deals with the military obesity rates among active duty service members doubled in the past decade. They go on to say antiquated policies and incomplete data have complicated efforts to combat the trend, but military obesity rates across active duty now jump from barely 10% in 2012 to 21.6% in 2022. That's 10 years. We should have gotten the classic clip from
4: the movie Stripes in which a young John Candy says... He got, what, a six-week training program? That's perfect for me. He's trying to lose weight.
3: <laughs> now, I will admit this to ye: I happen to be sitting, waiting interminably for the doctor to show up. And they had a BMI chart, which I was studying, and realized that when I was in the best shape of my life, and what did I weigh? 167 pounds at 5'11", I was almost overweight, yeah. according to those charts. Um Wow. I think those charts were made in 1934 or something like that. Um, Today, 68% of active duty service members are either overweight or obese, and eating disorders in the military increased by approximately 79% between 2017 and 2021. That's four years. Um, I'm... uh, uh, Obese, I want to talk about. Overweight, I don't even want to talk about. If you're 185 pounds at 5'11 and you're so-called overweight, I don't care. Yeah, but regardless of that, if
4: if you're using the same standard and we're there's twice as many of us now as there was a decade ago, I mean, that's stunning.
3: No animal right. should
4: yep. change that much that fast.
3: Back to the 30-foot-tall elephants, yeah, which would be terrifying, by the way. Uh, according to the report, the armed forces uh, forces should start treating obesity as a chronic disease. A quote from the author of the study, the Department of Defense's influence over the active duty environment allows it to successfully mitigate the crisis. uh, Evidence-based treatment, uh, diet, exercise, sleep, stress. They point out that uh, uh, overweight and obesity make uh, the number of injuries skyrocket people unable to fulfill their duties and that sort of thing. Um, also, it actually can impact transportation costs and stuff like that. If you've got, you know, 350, 200 pounders, that's going to be more expensive than a bunch of 150 pounders. Uh, but it's it's something. The, the extent to which it's increased in that short a time, it's just crazy. Plus, we can't recruit enough soldiers. And so they're looking at, all right, if these people are heavy, but they really want to serve their country... What can we do about it? Give them some of that Wagovia. We'll uh, get out there. Do your PT. Uh, drop and give me 20. Your question was Has there ever been a country too
4: fat to defend itself? Well, I guess we're going to try to find out. We're getting
3: close. Armstrong and Getty.
2: A man in Tennessee survived after a
4: stray bullet came through his windshield and only knocked off his glasses. And it turns out, he's beautiful. (laughs) Don't clap for that. (laughs) Oh, that old movie trope of the already obviously hot chick taking off her glasses. Whoa, wait a second. Wait, she's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Hidden was hidden before by the glasses? or All right. Uh, talking a lot about higher education today, universities for a variety of reasons, including the fact that Bill Maher on his HBO show Friday night said, don't go to college, particularly not your elite universities, which caused many people to gasp in horror at the idea of don't go to college. Don't go to the elite universities. Oh, my God. Now, I am wearing a Faber College t shirt today as I am broadcasting from home. From home because the that. babysitter did not show up. Faber College, the famous mythical college from Animal House, will call you Flounder. Why? Why not? Um, but uh, actual universities. This is from academia.org, where they list off the stupidest classes that are out there and a number of your elite universities or otherwise expensive universities. You'll notice, they say, one recurring theme throughout the classes is listed in this catalog, collectivism. Our colleges and universities are obsessed with relating every imaginable academic topic to the broad categories of race, sex, class, or gender. Rather than focusing on the study of humans as capable individuals, academics go out of their way to corral people into specific categories based on identity. Here are a couple of examples. The University of South Carolina's Ecofeminism course description says the class is an exploration of the connections between oppression of women and oppression of nature. Wow. <laughs> A whole class on that? Ecofeminism, combining the oppression of women with the oppression of nature. <sighs> Dartmouth course titled Hand to Mouth Writing, Eating, and the Construction of Gender. And here's the description of what the Wait class is. Wait a minute. What? Here's the description of what the class is. Our perceptions of food are often limited to familiarity with its preparation and consumption. But do we consider food as an extension of the self or as a marker of class, gender, and sexuality? None of the above. <laughs> these are I'm the hungry. sort. Of,
3: this, is, this is the sort of crap only academics could come up with. This I, course you almost will, have to read all of these things twice because they're so mind-bending to those of us who don't traffic in this sort of nonsense this course will look at food
4: as an intersection of production consumption and signification and signification and at how different cultural traditions regulate gender regulating gender by infusing food with socially determined codes readings include margaret atwood isaac Dennison, margaret durris laura and other people you
3: don't know and i don't know the idea that this would prepare you in any way for life is astounding to me.
4: Do we consider food as an extension of itself or as a marker of class, gender, and sexuality? The course, Uh, I'm reading this again, the course will look at food as an intersection of production, consumption, and signification, and at how different cultural traditions regulate gender by infusing food with socially determined codes.
3: That is Lindsay and Borgosian and and Pluckrose in one of their their pranks. It's got to be. See,
4: if this is real, and I think it is, I'm assuming academy.org, you know, made sure these are real classes. Um. You can see how that group of people Joe just mentioned were
3: able to get these BS fake papers published because nothing is too crazy. Right. If you spout a bunch of this nonsense signifying that you're down with the other people's nonsense, well, then they're not going to call you on your nonsense, At Williams College,
4: a course titled Actually Existing Alternative Economies appears to present capitalism in a negative light. The beginning of the course description says capitalism has a way of constricting our imaginations so that we come to believe the only possible form of economic institution is one based on profit seeking, competition and individualism. However, movements in countries including Brazil, France, Canada and Spain are demonstrating otherwise. Theorists, practitioners, and social activists are adopting labels, including solidarity economy and new economy, to group together economic activities based on ideals of human provision, social justice, and environmental
3: sustainability. Yeah, what about human provision? That's what I'm always asking, and how it regulates gender through
4: consumption and such. And you also mentioned uh, Canada aside, Brazil's got all the problems I think we know about Brazil. France has had the biggest riots they've had in maybe forever since the revolution over the fact that they're, the president has said, hey, we're running out of money. We can't just pay y'all to retire anymore. It ain't going to work anymore. And so they're rioting in the streets. Spain is one of those uh, European countries that has to live off the rest of the EU because they're so unproductive. So I don't know if those are the greatest examples to throw out there of
3: something as opposed to what we're doing. You're letting facts get in the way of my intersectionality, and I don't appreciate it.
4: Uh, here, here, just Here's some of the titles of various uh, courses. Classic and Contemporary Marxism at Purdue University. Well, you know, I, I could see taking a class in Marxism. You should understand it. Sure. Know yeah. all about it. Feminist Economics at Wellesley College. Uh, Rainbow Republican American Queer Culture from Walt Whitman to Lady Gaga at Wesley College. Feminist philosophy, University of Florida. Queer theory, University of Florida. Inequality and social justice at Dartmouth. You know, a lot of these
3: things I think could be legit if they're sprinkled in with, like, regular education. Um, It's it's the super intersectional mumbo-jumbo ones. And the fact that you can't teach history without it being history from a radical neo-Marxist point of view. The power of whiteness from
4: Providence College has got to be full of crap. Yeah, well yeah, exactly. So that was what I was talking about earlier, uh, Harold Bloom, the world's greatest expert on Shakespeare before he died, writing a book complaining that there are no Shakespeare courses in any of our universities in the country now that just focus on the some of the greatest writing in the history of the English language. It's all dice, deconstructing it on how it was racist, sexist, um ableist, all kinds of different stuff. So yeah, yeah what you were saying is right. If you have one of those classes and the other stuff, fine, but that's not the way it's working currently. I
3: was reading a piece uh, that was talking about that guy from, uh, was it Cornell, who was so exhilarated by the murder of those little Jewish children, um, and he still has his job. Uh, He's an anti-Semite and a racist and pro-child killing. But uh, anyway, they go into even Cornell's director of diversity and inclusion called the massacre an act of resistance and and sent out on Instagram Uh, Anybody traumatized by the terrorism, F your fake outrage at Palestine. Recently, the Harvard Crimson found that the university had effectively eliminated conservatives from most departments. One survey revealed that more than three quarters of Harvard Arts and Sciences and School of Engineering and Applied Sciences faculty uh, respondents identify as liberal or very liberal. 75 percent. Only 2.5 percent identified as conservative conservative. And 0.4% as very conservative. Study by Georgetown Universities, you've never heard of them, so why bother? Found that only 9% of law school professors identify as conservative at the top 50 law schools. 9%. 2017 study found that 15% of faculties were conservative. Another study found that 33 out of 65 departments lacked a single conservative faculty member.
4: We believe in diversity. All opinions are welcome here as long as they're the same as ours. Right. Um. I got to find that one phrase again because I liked it. So oh, hey,
3: much. yeah. While this. you're doing that, it's worth keeping in mind, as this editorialist writes, that according to Gallup, 37% of Americans describe their political views as moderate and 36% as conservative. Only a quarter identify as liberal. So instead of 36% of conservatives on college campuses, you have 2.5%. So one eighteenth. 1 18th. Of what should be the representation, if you think that's a thing, that it should reflect society.
4: And at the elite universities, it's closer to zero than the 2.5%. So this phrase was, how different cultural traditions regulate gender by infusing food with socially determined codes. Okay, I'm going to try to figure out what that is. I almost want to hear that, horse s. They regulate gender. That that would be the whole. Girls can't be doctors, boys can't be ballerinas. Through food, codes, and food.
3: Only you only see hot chicks wearing red lipstick, biting into strawberries, and having the juice dribble down their chin. <laughs> Not know. pearly truck drivers. I'm trying here, (laughs) but
4: I I wanted to fit this in as a counter. uh, We got this text. I know there's a lot of talk, not for nothing, about how stupid college campuses are these days, but I wanted to share something good. My daughter is a freshman at LSU, and we just returned from family weekend. They played Army on Saturday, and the respect that was on display brought tears to my eyes all night. We had Black Hawk helicopters dropping paratroopers onto the stadium. We had end zones painted in camo. The team ent- the teams entered the stadium followed by an American flag carried by an Army vet LSU player. LSU fans always boo the opposing team like all universities. Uh but when the uh but when Army entered 100,000 people were on their feet cheering. The wow. number of little details are too long to list here, but let me just tell you, it was a beautiful display of respect and love for our country and servicemen and women. One of the many, many, many reasons our girls couldn't wait to get out of crazy for and
3: live in the land of sanity and good gas prices. <laughs> wow. I'm getting chills. That is beautiful. And that goes to show you, and if you've not traveled the land or lived in a bunch of places, Jack and I have been run out of many of the great cities in America. And so we've gotten the chance to, to explore and enjoy a bunch of different Kind of subcultures in the country, there are real cultural differences between the different chunks of the country. They see things very differently. Yeah, thanks for that text. That
4: was a good dose of uh,
3: reality. Um, and, and if you're interested in engineering and you go and you get an engineering degree at a university, I think you you know good for you. It's great. It's the humanities and and the. The soft sciences, which often aren't sciences at all, they put on a lab coat and prance around and call themselves social science when, you know, all right, you take a survey now and again, congratulations, or you run some experiment where you're shocking undergrads to see whether they'll lie more after they're shocked or whatever. That doesn't make it science. (laughs) (laughs) where do i sign up for that shocking undergrads class well as you know i made beer money uh in my youth uh, my undergrad days volunteering for psych experiments it take like an hour of your time to give you 10 bucks at the which at the time was really good some of them were just five i think but you know how a beer price is at college campuses you know if it's a dollar beer that's expensive they might shock you a couple of times
4: you twitch for a couple of days it goes away
3: (laughs) you'll be fine
4: um i uh, bought a giant tv over the weekend and wow. uh, and to celebrate my uh, sons and i we watch maybe the worst movie ever made in the history of the world looked good on my television though uh talk about that coming up among other things there
1: armstrong and getty
4: Bring it up good and loud so people can hear how dramatic and scary this stupid movie is that we watched on my new fancy television on uh, Saturday night. Listen how, how dramatic loud that is. Mm-hmm. Loud whomping sounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And of course, through the Bose surround sound, that was just shaking the house. Those of you who are movie buffs know those are the noises from the trailer to the movie Meg. About the Megalodon, the giant oh, shark.
3: Yeah, that's a stupid movie.
4: Oh, my God. So uh, I bought a new TV. Uh, 77 is the new 65. That's what I've read. And does that what yours Se- is, is what Michael? You got?
0: Yep, 77.
4: Yeah. So 65 was a giant TV a couple of years. 77 is the new 65, which is a full foot bigger. <laughs> that's a giant television. But... Um, uh, and, uh, and I, and I, I've got a certain thing with my brain to where I've, I can only watch certain kind of TVs or there's way too much blur in the picture. Hmm. So that's a, some people have that and some people don't like most people can watch any like 4k big screen TV and it looks fine to them. It doesn't for me. Like I can't watch them. I've never been able to watch this. Probably why I don't go to that many movies. I can't watch movies in movie theaters. They're way too blurry for me. The way my How brain. Interesting. Works. I'd never heard of this. Yeah, it's a thing. So I really like plasma TVs because there is no blur with plasma. And there's no blur with OLED, but there's blur with a lot of the other expensive brands. So that's a particular kind of TV I have to watch if I'm going to be able to tolerate watching a movie at all. Anyway, so we got this new television. I got it open box at Best Buy, so saved a couple thousand dollars. Had a scratch or two on it. What do I care? Um, So we're going to pick a movie to watch, me and the kids, for the brand new television. And we're flipping through options that you know our child okay we'd all would want to watch and we settled on Meg. We watched the trailer. Oh my god, that might be the dumbest <laughs> movie. I've seen a lot of dumb movies in my life.
3: It's very oh. dumb. It's it's features Dwayne the Rock Johnson, right? Is it no, no 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 C-Explorer? no no. Nope.
4: He was he was not in this. No. I don't, I don't know, know who the I guy wonder was. Wonder if he was He's, in the sequel. He might have been yeah. in Meg too. Um. Shut up, Meg.
3: Even here. <laughs>
4: It's about a giant, giant shark, and you know, spoiler alert: a megalodon. You, yeah. you think you've seen the giant shark until the actual giant shark jumps out of the water and eats the giant shark you thought you were amazed by. Oh! And it's in its giant mouth. But the acting, the plot—it's just—it's amazing to me that things like that can get made. They, they must be profitable.
3: My, my kids yeah, enjoyed it on a, a certain, certain level, amount of spectacle. Yes, you will get. Well, th- as you have pointed out many times, keep in mind that the av- person of average intelligence, half of people are dumber than that, and they like to go to movies. So, big dumb movies are popular.
4: So, I got home with my. I'll, t- I'll say for my final thought what my son said when I got home with the television. Mm my new television. And he was, uh, as usual, right. He's more perceptive than I am.
0: It's Final
3: Thoughts with it's Final Thoughts with Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day wouldn't that be delightful let's begin with our technical director michelangelo michael i feel
0: like a proud papa my son got a 77-inch tv today
3: i'm very very proud of my boy (laughs) you are kind of jack's tv mentor aren't you yeah you you,
4: you definitely were you 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 got me started on the evil drug of the
3: giant the bigger television Katie Green, our esteemed newswoman, has a final thought for us. Katie, final thought? Yeah, he gets a 77 inch TV, watches the Meg, which made $530.2 million. Wow. And it was
4: bad. And, yeah, <laughs> just ridiculously, laughably bad.
3: Yeah, wooden performances from the entire cast, as I recall. Jack, a final thought?
4: So I get the television home, and, I'm, and my 11 year old's helping me set it up, and he says. You only bought this TV because you've been struggling emotionally late, lately. We don't need
3: a TV this big. Wow. Uh Don't and you I have said, a nose to pick or something? I said go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's a tough final thought to follow. I may go with I have a good friend, really smart guy who's been looking into going like super high fidelity sound to listen to music, but with modern systems, and uh, I'm thinking of being a hi-fi guy again. Cool. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I think so. I I miss the way music sounded through systems that gave you the richness of sound and not compressed MP3 tinny crap. Do you have to go vinyl to do it? No, not necessarily. It has to do with getting uncompressed files. Probably not quite as good as vinyl, but you can hook up uh, a phono 02 at a, a turntable. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, pick up a T-shirt, a hat, uh, things are getting weird and they're getting weird fast. uh, Drop us a line. We'll see you tomorrow with the latest
4: on everything. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. Well, let me apologize in advance for any mean, ugly, accurate things I'm about to say. Have you
0: ever seen a grown man
4: naked? I have seen... Thousands of naked males. Okay. Are you sure of that, dude?
1: You assume it's kink for some weird-ass reason? I'm gonna call my
4: lawyer. Gun. So you could go through your whole life never seeing another man naked in person.
3: That's the plan. Not that you know. Ne- <laughs> I prefer it, yeah. <laughs> On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.